When I joined the club three years ago, I went to Tottenham for the first time. Wow. I mean, it's, that's a cathedral of rugby, that is. What, what a stadium that is. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. All right, you're very welcome along to a special League of Ireland late night. It's a Republic of Ireland League of Ireland late night. On a Tuesday, it is Nathan Murphy with you here live from the Aviva Stadium. And as always, I'm joined by Shane Keegan. Evening, Shane. Nathan, how are you? How's, how's the vocal cords? You enjoyed that commentary? Well, I enjoyed the last five minutes when we actually created some opportunities, and I certainly enjoyed Troy Parrott's strike, which I dare say when the awards are announced at the end of the season for goal of the season is going to be the winner. It was a special and Irish goal, as you've seen in a long, long time. Johnny Ward, I think, was here at the Viva Stadium. Is either on a bus, in a taxi, or maybe miraculously has managed to get home. Which is it, Johnny? Shoddy, you're on silent. He's almost certainly on the 16 bus. Oh. <laughs> Here we go again. All right, if you're not a League of Ireland lover and you've somehow missed the fun that we have on a Friday night on Turks on Twitter Spaces, is that it's essentially an old-style phone-in that you would have heard on Five Live or Premier League Live where you can call in, give your thoughts on the Republic of Ireland. All you have to do is press the request button, which is down the bottom left-hand corner. We want to talk about Ireland, about Stephen Kenny, about his team selection tonight, about who impressed, who's forced away into his plans. How was it that after 95 and a half minutes, Ireland hadn't been able to break down a Lithuania side who had two wins in over a year? And also, we can chat about what happened against Belgium. We want your thoughts, good and bad, on how the Stephen Kenny reign. Can you hear me, I think Johnny Ward is finally there. We can hear you, How are you, you Sorry about that. I was uh, frantically trying to get my mic working so I'm actually home already from the game which is great empty yeah. Aviva Stadium late Tuesday night fog James McLean has just finished his war he came on he made an impression all the kick of the game somehow he nearly got to 97 minutes and it was a special strike I was saying Stephen Gerrard-esque from the 06 Cup Final, 25 yards, low, fit, nothing about. Johnny, you were here. What were your thoughts on the performance? Yeah, like it was, you know, Ireland traditionally struggling against a team that, uh, you know, were very, very defensive, which Lithuania were. I mean, they they basically had 11 players behind the ball at times and Ireland had to probe. I was really hoping tonight that some of the peripheral players would step up to the mark. I thought Troy Parrott did very well because obviously he forced that great save, but I thought his movement was very good. It was kind of had an angle in the ground where I could see him making runs and looking Hendrick looking to make passes uh, to him. And, you know, as much as it be a frustrating nil-all draw, I thought, like, Ireland, what do we have? Four goals disallowed for offside. So I think, you know, I was very happy with uh, the quality of the last goal. And just the fact that Ryan Mann would be delighted with that. Shane, what was your initial takeaway? So calls well, that ends well, I suppose, Nathan. But, you know... <laughs> You see, you see Dan saying there. I see him tweeting there that he's forced into a rewrite. How much of a rewrite um, do we do as 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 people, just in terms of our own narrative? I mean, uh, it, the goal the goal was brilliant. The goal was an absolutely superb strike. It really, really was. But like, it shouldn't massively change how we view the game. Like, we were a lot of individuals were a bit off the level we would expect them to be at. Um, substitutes came on and made a, a big, big difference when they come on. If the game had a finished nil all, it wouldn't have been the end of the world, and you know we would have been a bit disappointed with a slightly below par performance. And now has a little bit more shine on the back of it because we scored one, we scored one very late on. Like, how do you sum it up? <laughs> I don't know. We we are we're going to have to find a little bit more imagination about ourselves when we come into these games, um, and and we're still missing that kind of fella that that jack in the box who's going to pull something uh, something out of nowhere. It was all. I'm looking at numbers here as I'm talking to you. Four 
five attempted crosses um, we had. It just became a little bit predictable, um, maybe towards the end. But we did still deserve the victory. Like We would have been very unfortunate not to have won the game. Let's go to our first caller. Evan Cashman is on the line. Evan, good evening. Welcome to... Hello, lads. Can you I'm hear me? I'm going to still call it League of Ireland late night because this is a good adversary. Evan, what have you got to say for yourself? What have you got to say for myself? I think that the team... I think the two are fully up for grabs. I don't think Will Keane show much tonight. Is Callum, so, Callum Robinson, Robinson not a is Callum Robinson not a nailed on selection? Not for me. I think he's been all right. I think again, he, I, th- I think he played pretty well tonight. I didn't think he played great against Belgium. I mean, I love that he's CR seven. It fits perfectly, but I don't think we can just keep the game just for that. <laughs> like I thought, I, <laughs> Troy Parrish, I thought was absolutely outstanding when he came on. He was brilliant. I still have hope for open my club of Emmy that he might be become a centre forward. He's in good form at championship level. Um, and I look at someone like a Scotland's like when you see they have like Shea Adams, like he's not world class or anything but he's just someone who can reliably score goals which I think if we can find that we'll make the team so much better well that's part of the problem isn't this uh, without saying mm-hmm. we don't have the players like you say Shea, Av- Shea Adams you know he's not all of that maybe he's not world class but he's playing Premier League week in week out he's got seven goals in the Premier League this season I don't think we have a player who scored more than once maybe twice at most yeah yeah, you're probably still, you're probably going to Shane Long at that stage. And now we wouldn't rule out Cork City legend at all, but <laughs> I think his his day might have he, he might have had his day at this stage. To be fair, yeah. I, think, I would also think that Keen just as I think as Evan said, Keen just didn't really look up to the standard. I think you know, yeah. and that that was it was it wasn't a, a major surprise. Whereas Troy Parrish showed enough to think he might have a future here. Yeah, Shane, you don't want to hammer a lad on his first international start, but. Oh, poor old Will Keane. That was a night to forget. His touch let him down so many mm. times during the first half. Got into the game a bit in the second half, but, jeez, didn't make any impression at all. And you wonder, do you get another chance after a performance like that? Yeah, and, and Nathan, what I'd say on him is, right, you know, I think most people would have been aware of his, his strengths and weaknesses coming into the game, right? So the play breaking down um, probably wasn't a, a major surprise. He wouldn't be, I'd say he'd admit himself, he wouldn't be technically gifted. But as I say, we did get an awful lot. Some of them were better than others. I mean, Conor Horn in particular sometimes put in a couple of really sweet ones and then he'd make an absolute hames of another couple. But will for me, Keane would get away with not being technically wonderful so long as he sticks a header in the top corner and, and shows that that's what he can do. So we, we need players who can deliver different things. And if we go to us, if we're, we're forced to go out wide because they've packed the centre, you, you need Will Keane saying, well, I'm your go-to guy then. If you're going to be putting crosses in the box, I'm the man who's going to get on the end of them with a header and stick one in the top corner. And I'd be more concerned about the fact that he didn't, he didn't deliver on that side of things. And that's the bit he'd be disappointed with, I'd imagine. Evan, would you have expected Ireland to create different type of opportunities tonight? It did feel as though it was just relentless corner kicks, crosses, that there was very little actual creativity within that. that against a team like was, Lithuania, who, what are they, 136th in the world, have done nothing for a couple of years, that, that there was nobody able to grab to get in by the scruff of the neck. That's what I was actually going to say next, is that this game actually made, I'd say, first or second name of the team sheet for me now is Josh Cullen. I think he is, we look like a completely different team with him in the middle of the pitch. I thought Howerhan and Alan Brown were actually both quite poor tonight. It really wasn't impressed. I thought that Alan Brown, he might have had a chance to 
maybe get that spot next to Colin again, but he really didn't didn't show it tonight. I would think that it's a case of Josh Cullen and, and again, being a Newcastle fan, I remember there were times where I was thinking Je- Jeff Hendrick shouldn't he be in Ireland squad, let alone starting. But he's been playing in like the last year or so, he's been playing very, very well for Ireland very soon. He looks like he has that kind of potential killer pass, maybe more so, and certainly more than almost anyone else has in our team, uh, because there is a dirt that Shane says of that killer pass. Yeah, Callum Robinson has it, Johnny. Callum Robinson has it. Yeah. He's, he's consistently, I, I get the, the, the points that Evan is making, but the, the, I suppose the one point I, w- I would probably disagree with on, on the points Evan made is I, I would still, I would actually still look at, at, at Callum Robinson as, if not the first name on the team sheet, right up there. I think I think alongside yeah. Azuna, he's, he's been our best player for the last year and a half. And he he always looks like he might make something happen. He had that true ball to Benny tonight where, where Bunny went down um, that just slightly over, overran it. Um, and his his involvement for his involvement for uh, Benny's goal the other night against Belgium was was outstanding. Again, now he wasn't he himself wasn't outstanding over the course of the ninety minutes against Belgium, but he is the only player with what he did, which was come across to the right hand side for the throw in and overloaded, and then appear on the left hand side to cross the ball in. Um, so for me, he he is the one that has an over reliance on him at the moment. Johnny, if you look at the Irish eleven, it does feel don't have a replacement for is Josh Cullen. And on a night like this where there's experimentation and there's winners, there's losing. The biggest winner is Josh Cullen by not playing because neither Howrahan or Brown look like they're a replacement. And when you look at the players available right now, it doesn't look as though we have another Josh Cullen, that if he's not there, there's nobody who can do the job he does. No, um, the only thing I could see in terms of replacing Josh Cullen is we've an abundance of centre-backs, most of whom are comfortable on the ball. One of them might end up in a hole in midfield role, but other than that, Josh Cullen's position is absolutely set in stone because the other lads can't really do that job. I mean, Conor Horan, like he's a lot of quality on the ball and that's at pieces at times, but as a kind of an all-round midfielder and that player that you want in that nuts and bolts position, he's not going to do that. That's not really Hendrick's job either. So um, Cullen, as you say, it was kind of like nothing happened today, but I, my stock is Prison and he's, I'd agree with Shane. He's, I'd agree with the lads. He's basically the top first lad in the she, on the team sheet at this stage. Really, really um, kind of crucial player for the way we play as well. A tweet in from Dermot Looney. We could have done with a more creative midfielder tonight. Howard and Brown, very poor, hardly threatening Cullen and Hendrick for starting places. Dare I say it, Jack Byrne or Chris Forrester would be more effective in behind the front three. Tony Ward, League of Ireland, love. Yeah, but you're talking about you're talking about levels here, like, and you know, I, I think Jack deserves to be in or around the squad. I think he's done quite well for Ireland, but um, in in terms of the the athletic qualities one needs for that, I mean, as Chris Forster, I think the ship has probably sailed a bit there, and uh, you are still talking about levels. Like, uh, I, I I think Jack could be in the squad, but I'm not sure he's you know going to influence the game at that level to the extent that maybe League of Ireland fans thinks thinks that he will. I I do think we need that player. I'm just not sure who he is at the moment. Well, the problem for Jack Byrne at the moment is he's not in a position that seems to play in 90 minutes for Shamrock Rovers, so he needs to get on top of that before maybe trying to force his way in. Evan, we'll let you go. Thanks a lot for calling in. Cheers, lads. You are listening to a Republic of Ireland special on League of Ireland Late Night. Nathan Murphy here at the Aviva. Johnny Ward back home. Shane Keegan with us as well. If you want to get in touch, just click on the request button down in the bottom left-hand corner. Let's go to our next caller. I don't usually do this, but he's been hanging around. He says his name is Hammer. Who am I to disagree? Are you there, Hammer? Hey, lads. How's things? What's your real name? Oh, we'll keep it at Hammer. Uh, it's a uh, clean. Jesus, that sounds dodge. That sounds dodge, <laughs> Hammer. How, how are you doing? Uh, I was just, I was just saying there on uh, that creative sort of spark that we might need. Like uh, Dan Crowley, to me, is, is is the lad that we really need to start seeing about getting on board. 
probably he's played for Villain for those last six or seven games and he seems to be sort of that kind of player that would give us that extra bit of, of spark and bit of creativity. Uh, Shane Black Crowley is what I was going to say. Here's a guy that's been talked about for about seven, eight years since he was starting out at Arsenal. He's playing with Willem Tway. I'm uh, as as, that, as as Hammer says his name there. I'm frantically googling him here to try and see what what he has been at lately because he was hugely hyped up as he was coming through. And I do remember seeing him in some under. There was I remember there was one particular clip floating around when he he, he did something outrageous in an underage game. But uh, no, look, I'll have to be honest. It, it's not a guy I've had I've had much uh, eyes on. Cheltenham Town is that where he is now? No, he, 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 no, I think he's still. Yeah, I think he's just went to Villam yeah, Tway in, um, in Holland. But Stephen. Stephen Kenny had said um, at one stage that there were still doubts as to whether or not uh, whether he was eligible or whether he wanted to play for Ireland. So I don't know if Dan Crowley is is the answer right now. Y- you do uh, raise an interesting point, Hammer, and I do wonder, Hammer, were you the guy who ran onto the pitch? <laughs> yeah, that was my brother. That was Neil. Is that why? Is that is that is that why you were <laughs> giving us your real name? If Craven Keller had decked that guy like try what he did, I, I think he deserved a right, right punch in the back of the head. I genuinely mean that. What was As Ireland were on the attack, uh, it was uh, oh. outrageous stuff. Outrageous stuff. Uh, never mind Dan Crowley. Uh, Shane, did Stephen Kenny make a mistake not having Jamie McGrath in the squad? Like that game felt like it was crying out for Jamie McGrath. Um, yeah, I would argue on current form that the one I, I would have really liked to have seen was Conor Ronan. Um, it'd be hard for Jamie. Yeah, it was definitely harsh on Jamie being left out. That's for sure. But you can understand the thinking behind it. If he's, if he's just playing zero for him to go from, from that, um, up to into international football. Conor Ronan is the one who has been performing on a consistently high level at the moment. Now, Look, as again, as Dan pointed out earlier in the day, uh, Stephen kind of has a track record of, you know, when it's your first time in the squad, we're just bringing you in to get a look at you in training and weigh you up. You're probably not going to see a whole lot of playing time. Um, but just when you look at what was required from tonight's game and you look at Conor Ronan's most recent performances, um, he is probably the one, uh, alongside Jack Byrne, who I've said enough times, I, 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 I definitely would have Jack in and around it if fitness allowing. Um, he's the one I would have been most disappointed not to see. But yeah, Jamie... Look, Jamie just needs to sort out his club situation. I just can't understand what's going on there. Like, why, why the hell have they gone and, and, and signed a player if they don't see any any role for him? Um, but because he was, you know, he couldn't have done any more for Ireland, and he's gone from, you know, again, being one of the the, the names that you would think was was a shoe in to can't even be in the match day squad because he's not kicking the ball for his club, which is madness, really. I think Nathan with Connor Roadboard ten type position that we don't really seem to have at the minute. But, but Johnny, um, but do, you, I, I, do, but do you not do you not think look at do you not think looking at what's after happening to Jamie McGrath, the most important thing is for Connor Ronan not to go anywhere. No, I, but if you it is kind of hard to judge like what what they're achieving as well at Saint Mirren. Like it's it's fair enough. Like he can play on at Saint Mirren. He does need to step up a level. Like for Jamie McGrath, Jamie McGrath that Conor Ronan probably doesn't have at this stage of his career. So Conor Ronan, for me, has more potential. Like Jamie McGrath's move was a big risk to be good enough to get a move to the championship. You, you, would, have, you would have Conor Ronan ahead of Jamie McGrath based on what we've seen over the last year. In, in terms of potential to reach like a level for Ireland, ah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But Jamie McGrath has done it for Ireland. Like he yeah. started three huge games, twice against Serbia, once against Portugal. So uh, it's, yeah, he's made so a bad move. Looks, There's no yeah. doubt he made a bad move. Uh, uh, Jim Goodwin and off the ball a couple of months back when it was all in the melting pot saying that he felt he was been badly advised. I and mean, when you look at the, what's happened since he's gone to Wigan, it's hard to disagree with that. Uh, Hammer, thanks a lot for taking the call. Cheers, Let's man. go to uh, Michal Ofue, who's a regular caller, I think, on the Friday nights of League of Ireland late night uh, from out in Tallis Stadium. Uh, but you were watching at the Viva 
tonight. What did you make of it, Michal? How's it going, lads? Hope you can hear me there. Um, Loud and clear. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit worried uh, for Kenny against against teams like this. Uh, look, I'm avid Kenny supporter, Kenny in since day one. Uh, I'm driving the bandwagon. I'm letting people on, no problem at all. But like, I don't know. I just feel like the, the, the options that we have against teams that are going to sit in deep now. How many teams that we're going to play against that are going to be as defensive as that? You know, I'd be worried that a narrative might creep in in the next maybe qualification stages. You know, if we do set up, do drop points against teams that do like to sit in like that, you know, that um, it'd be put on him. I got in early and uh, I was watching the warm up. I was a little bit worried watching the warm up. <laughs> it was the worst warm up I've ever seen. Like, every ball was short, every five yard pass was short or it was too long. And then you saw that creeping into the pitch. During the play, James McLean was apologising to the fans behind the goal at one stage for one of his shots during the warm up. I don't know if that's if that's a mentality issue or you know complacency. It's only it's you know it's only a friendly. We don't have many of them nowadays with the Nations League. Um, it was my first time seeing Will Keane, and I was astounded at how little he's in the box for the size of him um, as a centre forward. Uh, I was, Reiterate what the lads said, previous callers. I was really disappointed in Heron and, and Brown. Again, I was couldn't understand the, the, the lack of overlaps at wide. I thought Doherty was kind of keeping himself. It looked like he didn't want to kind of overstretch things. Again, this is only a friendly. I'm in good form with Spurs. You know, it just, I don't know. It just, I felt it was more, nothing to do with the quality of the players. I felt like it was more of a, a headspace issue rather than quality of like these guys are good footballers like we're at international level they can pass the, the ball five ten yards but tonight it just wasn't there at all it was really short and you know balls overhead it just it couldn't beat the first man and like, how many corners or crosses it just felt like you know it wasn't really there from a mentality point of view now it, Again, trying to be an amateur here, but just no. It's an interesting point on what you'd seen from the program, Shane. You're you're the coach amongst mm. us, and we can read an awful lot into what we see in a pre-match warm-up. Is it of any relevance? Do you think what what happens in the game? Ah, yeah, no, it can. It can seep into it. It definitely can. Um, it's probably a, it's probably a window into yeah. It is probably a window into the mindset of, of of players coming into the game. There's no doubt you can get a a feel for for where they're at from how things are going. And so it's interesting that you you, you both say that. Look, there, you couldn't disagree with a single thing that 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 Michal has said there. I, I suppose again, I would just say. I wouldn't be getting overly carried away. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be overly hitting any any panic buttons on the back of that. There were a couple of of decent half chances. So there was um, that if one of one or two of those goes in, we're, we're probably willing to overlook all the you know all the, the sloppiness that did exist tonight. I mean, take a Bene for for like for me. That that was a really poor offside by him. That was a really poor offside by him, and that was that was a player getting caught offside because he's not playing up front regularly. It was really easy for him to check his right. run there. It was really easy for him to check his run there and stay onside. I mean, you know, 
for example, you know, a, a Robbie Keane scores that all day long because he knows exactly when to time that run and how to bend that run. And, and to be fair to Ben, as I say, he's not playing up there on a regular basis. But I think a little, you know, a little bit more, um, a little bit more coaching in in his role there, and and you know, you're probably coming away with a goal there. Troy Parrott goal was outstanding, absolutely no doubt about it. But he he killed James McLean by taking the extra touch for a goal. I mean, he's, he's, it's so obvious there that he's taken one touch too many. It's on to slip James McLean the first time, and he takes the extra touch to cut inside. I think we still score that goal if he had a played one touch earlier, and now Ben or now James McLean is onside, and now Ben is scored goals counts. So I suppose the point I'm making is Nathan, that you know the slightest of tweaks there. You know, and you probably have two or three goals from the night, and we're maybe not as as harsh on the overall performance. But there was sloppiness, so I don't know. I'm probably contradict myself as usual. The one thing that stood out tonight, Mihal, I thought was, or the other thing was the atmosphere. Uh, like this is a friendly on a Tuesday night against Lithuania. Like when Troy Parrott scored that goal, it was insane. The <laughs> yeah. crowd are, are singing Stephen Kenny's name. 10 minutes after full time and the momentum is there and the goodwill towards the team at the moment is is a very special thing and you wonder how long they can hang on to that and how important that will be for them over the next couple of years. It does seem as though the supporters believe in it despite what they had seen over the previous 90 minutes which at times wasn't great. Oh yeah, 100% and I was only saying to myself today I'm looking forward to going to a friendly and it's been, that hasn't happened in the past decade of going to Hurling Games. You know, and it's enjoyable to watch the team. Uh, there's a real togetherness. You can see that there. Um, and as you say, the the, the roar when, when Troy Paris scored was unbelievable, I have to say. Even beforehand, the roar for Ogbené's name when the team sheet's being read out was like, Jesus, this is... Maybe it's just all of us saddles that go to League of Ireland Friday nights that are only going to the games now. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was really good. And... I loved, I loved Parrot's uh, cameo appearance. It was really, really good. Injected loads of energy. Jason Knight as well. Same again, like quality stuff. Um, but just li- like the little detail in Parrot's run, it kind of slows down the stride before. Like real natural, as Shane was speaking about there, real natural forwards kind of approach to the ball. And even even the ch- he had a couple of minutes before that it was an unbelievable save. It was like, definitely took his chance where probably one or two others probably didn't. Michal, the the other thing I'm interested to know, I was watching it from the couch tonight. Was 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 there was there money gone early? Was there money gone out of the stadium <laughs> by the time Troy scored? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was, I was with a group of seven or eight of us, and they all left, and I was like, oh, I don't know, Kenny's teams we tend to score late, so thankfully I didn't yeah. go with them. But uh, yeah, there was a good good few that, that left early. My buddy at the game said to me uh, in the middle of injury time, he's like, oh, I know you have to get back for late night LOI. Should we leave? And I was like, Ah, no, we'll wait for the end. Thank. Walk we did. Yeah, I see. I see. Uh, I see. Uh, you've probably seen it there on Twitter. I see Andrew Canine saying there we've scored twenty four goals under Kenny. Ten of the twenty four have been in the eighty fourth minute or later. That's some going. Like. Well, when you consider tonight, Ireland had four brilliant chances from the eighty ninth minute on. It <laughs> yeah. seems to be when they're at their best. And listen, maybe it's a sign that the substitutions are the right substitutions, and they do seem to be making an impact. Uh, Michal, thanks a lot for the call. As always, uh, Shane, just. W- before we move on to the next call, um, a text in there about Connor Coventry, how if we're talking about Josh Cullen, he's next in line. It does feel as though he may be next in line. He's playing uh, week in, week out at club level at the moment. He's with MK Dons. Is he far away, do you think, Connor Coventry? It's obviously hard to see him all the time playing in League One, but you know he's impressed certainly with the 21s uh, as a part of that. Is he far off this squad? 
He, I'll tell you, Nathan, you're asking me at a good time. We were, I was doing doing something recently that involved having a, a bit of a conversation around Conor Coventry, and I knew it was coming up. So I, I jumped on, I jumped on Y Scout to have a look at 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 his recent clips. Um, for for MK Dons and geez, he he has been playing so well for them. He really has been playing so so well for them. I'm, I'm I'll admit I'm not watching full ninety minute games, but his highlights in recent games have been top top notch. And the other thing I'd say is I I based on on his highlights of recent games, I I had I had misjudged him as a player. I I thought he was a real just barely keeping his and it's back. Not, not, not at all. Like some him. of the quality of some of his um some of his his open expansive kind of incisive passing lately has been top top notch. I, I know. Really um, has. I know Rory Higgins was a big fan of him when he was involved. And if you watch the under-21 games, I think since Roy Keane, we we really haven't had a midfielder like that dominant midfielder who sort of runs games or basically is the fulcrum. And um, if he can progress a bit, like he's been really good for the 21s. I know his first loan move didn't move, didn't work out great, but uh, he's he's a lovely, lovely footballer. Like, and you could you could definitely great lad as well, apparently. And you could definitely see his trajectory bring him into the squad very, very soon. I think. All right, you are listening to, I'm still calling it League of Ireland Late Night. Maybe we should call it Republic of Ireland Late Night for this uh, Tuesday night. We'll be back on Friday night, by the way. And there was a lot of very angry people on Friday night, Johnny. Uh, I put it all on you that just because there was First Division games on, we weren't on air. That uh, while you claim to be a First Division aficionado, you're just like, nah, nah, if there's no Premier Division, I'm not doing it, which I thought was very harsh. That's really my fault. But if anyone were at the, you know... (laughs) Don't get him started. We're going to get a 10-minute Go United round. Thank God. It would have been... If we were on air on Friday night, it would have been our last ever League of Ireland Friday night with some of the things Johnny Ward was saying. No, not not even so much me, but if you're at the Carlisle grounds or, you know, Strokestone Road, for example, I mean, you certainly wouldn't be talking about much uh, in terms of the way of quality football. So it might have been so... It might have been very, very depressing, actually. So I think we're better off. All right, so if you missed any of tonight's episode, it'll be live and podcast uh, on all the OTB channels Give it up, Johnny. tomorrow morning. <laughs> Give it up, Johnny. You're getting shouted at abuse there. Is that Keen? Keen, it you can't just indeed. randomly come in and shout abuse. Keen, <laughs> what do you got to say for yourself? No, I, I apologize. No, I just, when Johnny starts rambling, um, sometimes it's nice. Well, maybe you should just stay on. That could be, you could be in a nice addition to when Johnny rambles, you just say, shut up, Johnny, and then when you go on to the next <laughs> caller. <laughs> what do you nice. got to say for yourself, Keen? No, just listen. Um, just listen to the lads there. I think one thing we probably should be wary of. Um, look, I think it's been a great start in recent games. Like the atmosphere around the place is great and all, but I think sometimes we're quick to to criticise. If it was the likes of England celebrating a ninety-four minute winner in a friendly or someone else, we'd be quick to to criticise. Look, put them back in their place. It's only a friendly, and we don't want to. You know, at the end at the end of the day. Um, Look, it's it's just about lads getting minutes and stuff, and we don't want to become like rugby. Or it's not a friendly; it's a test match. It's literally, you know, does the result really matter at all? So. I think for Troy Parrott, like I think the players as well were celebrating. Troy Parrott, um, you know, as he said himself, he's had a, you know, he's had to go back to go forward, kind of, and he was a, such a star for the twenty ones. I think the nature of the goal, the, how late it was, and just for Troy Parrott to come off the bench and score, I think people probably can forget a little bit about the performance and just enjoy that moment for him and for the team. Well, he's no, just been talking as well about growing up a mile from the stadium mm. to score a goal like that. It's obviously a, a very, very emotional moment for him. Uh, Keen, anyone stand out for you tonight? Anyone you think looking at the Nations League come June and hopefully we get some fixture there that that's forced their way into the eleven? Yeah, well, I think just when you look at the stats, it was actually you know an excellent exercise because getting so much possession, we haven't had that in recent games. And 
even beyond the the, um, the Nations League, we're going to definitely be coming up against kind of smaller sides. So it's interesting to, you know, when we do. I suppose just from um, a personal view, as a, as a loud man, I, I was quite disappointed not to see Jimmy Dunn um, in the in the final squad. I have to say. Yeah, he, for both games, along with Conor Ronan, didn't make the match day 23. I guess, unfortunately, Johnny, for Jimmy Dunn right now, we have a lot of good centre-backs. Now, he could be up there among the best of them, but Nathan Collins came in tonight, first international start. Jeez, he was outstanding. Yeah, he looked really at home. The mobile Medelli might be, you know, potentially the best of them all. Um, you see Darrell O'Shea coming back in, obviously... Um, Duffy didn't play tonight but between I think the, the, the most encouraging thing for Ireland going forward Nathan is that between the goalkeepers and the three centre-backs four massively important positions were incredibly well served and I still could see potentially one of those centre-backs morphing into a whole midfielder to get game time if Kenny ca- can't get him into the team but thinks he's good enough to play there because they're seriously talented this bunch of defenders Johnny would you would, would, would next game out Ukraine game Seamus Coleman does he start or not for you? Yeah, it's a tough one. Like, I, I think I think Seamus has done well in the right centre back position. Um, I think he can't play wing back anymore. He's you know he's basically on the way in pace wise. Um, but personally, I'd probably have one of the younger players ahead of him. Shane, to be honest, I did think he wasn't great for the goal on Saturday, and he's not really a natural uh, centre back. Um, so I'd probably look more to um, particularly in the Nations League. I'd probably look more to one of the young players. And Collins is Collins is basically a certain starter sooner or later. It is going to be fascinating to see how it develops, even between now and this time next year when we'll have the first European Championship qualifiers and then another year after that when the European Championships come along as to how many of Collins, O'Shea, Omobamadele, Dunn can get into that back three. Like, There is shade of possibility that certainly two of them are starting by the time hopefully we get to Euro 2024. Yeah, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's an absolute embarrassment. Rich is back there at the moment. It really, really is. And... I mean, this, this next window, lads, is, is going to be fascinating. I, I can't, like, outside of a major, and even in a major tournament, the games are probably even more spread out. I can't remember the last time, I, I don't ever remember a time where Ireland played, what's it, four four games in 12 well, days? Well, that's, that's, that's the plan. Now, whether that happens, obviously, it's probably unlikely yeah, at the moment yeah. with what's going yeah. on in Ukraine. But, uh, yeah, it's huge. And I do firmly, and you can... Uh, Strike me down for this. I do believe if Ireland win their group in the Nations League, Stephen Kenny will be there for the World Cup qualifying campaign as well. There are so I many benefits. Be, yeah. There are so many benefits to winning that Nations League group. So hopefully the games do get played. Uh, Keen, thanks a lot for hopping on. Let's thanks go to much. Brian O'Connor, who is. Are you a Cork man, Brian, or are you a Dublin man in Cork? You're on the road, anyways. Pull, don't, you better not be driving. Pull in if you're driving. You're on the handsfree. You're on the handsfree. Right, right. Go on. What do you got to say for yourself, Brian? Yeah, I'm a Dublin man in Cork, so I'm on the drive back up. Uh, didn't watch the game. I'm a season ticket holder, but couldn't make it back in time. So uh, I had to rely on the commentary of News Talk to keep up with the game. This, this better be a compliment, uh, Brian. Very <laughs> well, good, Brian. Ah, fantastic. But I want to know, well, is, is the most frustrating thing in football when a cross does not beat the first man? Yeah. And then, like, so many tonight, like, free kicks and corners just gave, but it's just a poor set piece here. It doesn't beat the first man, or it's too easy for the goalkeeper or something. It's so frustrating. And it's even, I don't know, Shane as the coach on the call, it's even something that should be easily coached, like, not coachable, but practiceable in training and it's easily replicated a good delivery in a game. 
Yeah, and 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 what's even more frustrating about it, Brian, is it's it's not like we don't have player crosses. It was just the level of the cross they were putting in tonight was was way below what you'd expect. And as I say, look, they throw in like let's say you you take if if Connor Horn puts in five crosses, like one of those five was the standard that we expect from him. So he was shown every now and again. Yes, I can whip in a ball. The problem was the other four. Were, were awful compared to the one good one that we were getting and I, I'm not sure why that was James McLean actually and I know look I know he probably had a couple that weren't wonderful either but he did have a couple of good ones he's got this really strange technique Brian where as he's running down the line if you saw it there as he, run, as he runs down the line the touch before he crosses he actually takes it away from the goal so that it's harder for the first man to block it and he, that, that at least bought him the space that he was able to beat the first man from the cross now again they had so many bodies in there that unfortunately it was their head that got on it more often than ours it is but Shane is, the, Shane is the bigger we had so many crosses it felt as though Brown and Howerhan their only role was to give the ball to Manning and Doherty and let them whip across in rather than one of them beating a man and playing a ball through to the feet of Will Keane or of Bene or Robinson it just like surely they can offer more in that midfield too than what we saw from them tonight yeah, I would say the argument they would give back yeah look they should they should be given more incisiveness Nathan but they well, also I'm wondering I'm wondering are they to blame or is it the tactics well that's well, I, well not even much the tactics well I suppose it's partly the tactics but what I'm saying is it depends on how much movement is going on in front of them as well like if, if if they're not seeing a whole lot kind of people popping up in what you call the half spaces off the shoulders of, of, of in, in the in the space behind the back shoulder of the midfielder. Um like we you know, Callum Robin natural one that we have to try and pick up those spaces. Um so it is and if, if there's not a whole lot going on in those kind of areas for them, well then they're probably gonna pop it out wide. But look at the same time, you know, they are two players who wouldn't, you know, their qualities wouldn't be naturally to try and open up a, a pack now and it was a pack tight defence Nathan in fairness it was absolutely mm. the amount of bodies uh, they had, they had that, at most times when we looked down they had six at the back in a line uh, Brian it must be a tough been a, cork, a, dub, a dub in Cork at the moment when you look at <laughs> this Irish team five Cork men starting on the team tonight just three dubs oh, you're muted there Brian yeah sorry there yeah I suppose look it's great you know to echo what other people have said it's it's you know it's my first time ever being a season ticket holder. I just got the, the Kenny bug, and I'm all in on the Stephen Kenny. Regime. But what is it? So, Tell us, because a lot of people are wondering. As I said, being here tonight against Lithuania in a friendly, that the crowd are singing his name ten minutes after the match ends. What is the bug for people who are who are critical, who are watching that, thinking it's no better than what Martin O'Neill or Mick McCarthy served up? What is the Stephen Kenny bug? Yeah, I guess I guess it's not just one thing. It's uh you know, he hasn't uttered lines like, well, we don't have Robbie Kane. Like, he hasn't, he's got belief in the set of players that he has. Uh, or if he doesn't, at least he's not telling the public that he doesn't have belief in them. He's trying to play a brand of football that uh, it makes it easy to watch and excited to watch. Um, there's a lot of hype around the players coming in. Troy Paris and stuff hasn't really done it. He's scored a couple of goals now for Ireland, but, you know, it's, again, another... We always have these number 10s that are, you know, you hear on the grapevine are, are the next big thing. And unfortunately, none of them really have come true so far. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that are just exciting. Kenny being, a, you know, a League of Ireland manager. Uh, I've actually become, you know, I grew up as a Manchester United fan. And 
in the last few years I've become uh, a bit disillusioned with the whole Premier League football and so I've gone I've, I'm a wandering League of Ireland fan now whichever game is on closest to where I am in the country I try to head down on a Friday night to watch it but um, uh, not to uh, not to be uh, a, you know a Johnny Ward advocate there or ever but it's uh, there's a lot of not a better brand of football but I hope there are a lot more people like it. Because, uh, yeah, I think the crowd, um, Carlisle is usually my local, which is unfortunate for a lot of uh, <laughs> the Carlisle. But um, now I've been to uh, Rovers and Cabin Taley in the last year or two before they, before they folded or whatever happened there and Turner's Cross, of course. So, um, yeah, it's quite a kind of old school sort of football. There's a lot less diving going on, a lot less time waste and that sort of crack. So, um, but it's just good crack it's just put together with you lads together go down and watch the Friday night watch the League of Ireland very good fair play and thanks a lot for calling it Brian thanks Brian O'Connor there on the hands-free calling into a League of Ireland late night this Republic of Ireland special it's heading towards 11 o'clock on this Tuesday night it's Nathan, Johnny and Shane with you if you want to get in touch we'll, I think I'm going to be kicked out of the Aviva in about uh, 10 minutes so we'll <laughs> get 10 more minutes of chatting because the lights are going off and I don't really fancy being here uh, all night in the fog it's uh, getting quite frightening right now but then the steward will be like oh it's, oh, it's LOI late night oh okay okay oh, I know that stay, stay as long as you want stay as long <laughs> as you want uh, if you want to get in touch just the button is the request button down the bottom left-hand corner. Give us your thoughts uh, on tonight's game. Let's go to our next caller. Kevin Bannon is with us. Evening, Kevin. Hey, lads. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. What did you make of it tonight? Yeah, um, I, I was I was pretty frustrated watching it, but delighted at the end, obviously. Um, I'm just wondering, like, is that sort of game, and I know he's been, like, electric since coming on the scene, but... I just feel like that sort of game that we'll probably play in World Cup qualifiers isn't maybe suited for Ogbené. You can't really utilise his skills the best with his pace and behind. Is it, do you have a case for maybe not playing him from the start in those games and maybe if the game opens up towards the end, bringing him in? Um, my take on that would be, Kevin, it's not, I, I completely get where you're coming from. I, I would argue for a shift of position. Um I, I I think he's you know his skill set is maybe somewhat similar to I was just floating around as he Raheem Sterling had, had an outstanding game for England tonight his skill set he's maybe to a certain extent in in what he offers us and maybe in a game like that where t- where where the opposition are going to be camped on on um, on the edge of their own eighteen and there's going to be so little space between the lines do you try and do you try and shift him out wide I mean obviously he's playing wing back for for his club a hell of a lot at the moment do you maybe tweak the system a little bit so it's not so narrow with the front three and play him as a as a as a touchline hugging right winger in a four three three like he definitely has the ability John or possibly get to the dead you know get stand up a full back get the full back one and one beat him get to the end line in the way Sterling does and then drill those low hard crosses across the six yard box like like Guardiola has maybe something like that might be a way of of using his skill set better in a game like that. Yeah, no, I, and listen, listen, Shay, you're the coach, so you'd know more than me. I just felt looking at, and I'm not, I don't think he played particularly badly tonight. I think he no, no. Put, himself, put himself about like he usually does. But like, if you compare it to Saturday, I was, I was there on Saturday. I wasn't there this evening, but just obviously there's much more space. Like they had no interest in playing really whatsoever. And I just feel like if you had a, maybe like we mentioned, like a Conor Rona or a Jamie McGrath in there instead of him, 
Mm. You may have been able to unlock them, but, you know. Johnny, I am a bit concerned that I started a trend where everyone has enormous respect for everything Shane says because he's the coach <laughs> and we're just the two idiots. <laughs> two idiots spouting De- nonsense. Definitely since you said, Shane, you're the coach, five people have said Things have gone wrong. Things have gone horribly wrong. Believe me, my opinion has no more validity. But I wouldn't go that far. Shane is like the father, Ted, and Nathan and I are like Jack and Dougal. We won't say who's who, exactly. Just on on the point there that Kevin is making maybe the greater point of tonight and we were discussing this during commentary Johnny of like we're at home against Lithuania we're playing three at the back and if this was a qualifier or if it's a Nations League game say against Armenia who got beaten 9-0 tonight by Norway or if in a qualifier we're at home against Gibraltar as we were against Mick McCarthy under Mick McCarthy like do you need to play three at the back do you think tonight actually that it was three at the back because he wants Collins and O'Shea to play the system that actually he wants Howrahan and Brown to play as a midfield two because that's how he'll play in the bigger games. He wants Ben in front of them because he'll be there. That it was more actually about getting players into the system than the best system to beat Lithuania. Yeah, well, I think he's, I, I mean, I, I was surprised that he went three at the back uh, going into the job and it took, it took some time, but I think he's fairly wedded to the three at the back right now because of the role the wings backs play. But also in games like tonight, one of your third centre-backs can become an auxiliary midfielder effectively and just push up because there's no point three centre-backs being back there. They can push up. The important thing is that they're good on the ball and they can unlock defences themselves and grow more into the game as kind of auxiliary midfielders because a game like tonight, as our caller says, like the likes of Ogbeni, he's not going to be utilised in terms of his pace against a mass defence. So you have to kind of adjust. And I think that what, what he'll do there, he'll be... I, I, I do not see him changing three at the back at all, to be honest. I think it's working well for us. But he's kind that if you've three at the back, you can use one of your third centre backs if he's confident on the ball to get forward and push on. We did see that, Kevin, as well tonight. We saw like Nathan Collins in particular spent mm. the majority of the game not just in the Lithuanian half, in the Lithuanian uh, final third almost. He was so confident to go forward. And geez, for a big man, he's got good feet to go with the old cliche. And Darrow Shea, likewise. John Egan probably didn't get forward quite as much, but it, 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 would you be happy with Ireland playing at home against one of the minnows, if such a thing exists anymore, with three at the back? Yeah, I think what Johnny mentioned there, and like you said, Collins was particularly impressive. He was the main one who really kind of stood uh, stood out from defence and started bringing the ball into those spaces that were there. I've no problem playing with it, and I think if you're playing in a non-friendly, Shane Duffy is probably in the middle and Egan is either side, and Egan was excellent on Saturday at really exploiting that space in front of him and bringing the ball out. Um, so I think, yeah, like you were saying, once you have two lads in those sort of right-centre and left-centre-back positions who are comfortable bringing it into that space, I've no problem playing three at the back and get more numbers in midfield. But um, I think as well, like you guys were saying previously, tonight really kind of exposed the lack of depth without Cullen in there. I really thought Heron and Brown were a bit pedestrian in the middle of the park and slowed it down. And it shows you how much, how valuable Cullen is really. Kevin, thanks a lot for the call. Cheers, lads. Thanks. Uh, so we'll get through a couple more here on League of Ireland late night, this Republic of Ireland special. If you missed any of it, we'll put it up as a podcast first thing tomorrow morning. You'll hear it on all the off-the-ball channels. And we are back Friday night, 10 o'clock, uh, with the regular League of Ireland late night slot. Uh, let's go to, well, John Byrne was there. He's just disappeared for a minute. So I'll go to another caller uh, who is Connor Lynch. Evening, Connor. Can you hear us there, Connor? Nothing coming through, Connor. 
It's just not happening. They're all disappearing at the last minute. Johnny, I'll give you two minutes while we're waiting for Connor or John to come back on with us uh, to talk about Ryan Manning, who, uh, on a personal and I think we should be really pleased for, because I remember his game against Bulgaria the last time he started, and it really didn't go well for me. Looked a little bit out of his depth, but maybe maybe like Will Keane tonight, maybe there's some nerves there. You're making your first international start uh, tonight. Got a lot of the ball, looked a lot more comfortable, maybe lacked a bit of quality at times, but certainly was in no way out of his depth out there. Again, like talking about predictions, I mean, when Ryan Manning played for Galway United, if you were telling me that he'd be playing centre-back for Ireland, uh, in <laughs> you'd be like, what? Ryan Manning? I, I, I don't know, Shane. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I don't know what his best position is because he doesn't have enough pace to be a very, very good left wing-back. Um, he's brilliant on the ball for a centre-back and his position sense is good. He's grown into that role, but he's not a centre-back. And like, if, if he were playing in midfield and he's on the ball and grown as a midfielder, is he good enough athletically to do that? He's, I thought, I think he may, he really made a case to play left wing back, despite the fact he doesn't have pace tonight, because his crossing of the ball is going to be better than James McLean's full stop. It, it's genuinely one of the most unpredictable and unlikely transformations I have ever seen. Like when we when we were coming up against the team that Ryan Manning was in, be it be it Murview United or Galway United, he he was a superstar, right? He was he was he was your Wayne Rooney. He was you know he was a starter at sixteen years of age. He was a number ten. He was a powerful boy. He could absolutely belt a shot. But what you'd say is, you you would be saying to your own team. Listen, he, he's defensively. He doesn't want to know about it. He doesn't. He doesn't work hard. He doesn't have a defensive mindset. Let's worry. Let's let's try and create a situation where our six is getting on the ball and dictating because he, he he's you know he's it's all about attack mind. The man has ended up on the left hand side of a back tree tonight. It's absolutely ridiculous the transformation that he's had, and he's done very well. He did very very well in. I thought he did very very well in both positions. I know he wasn't left in the tree for too long, but um. I mean, as I say, that cross was an absolute peach of a cross. It really, really was for the goal. He couldn't have done any more from from his own point of view. And look, I I, I would have a hell of a lot more time for James McLean than so than a lot of others would. I know he kind of polarizes opinions to me. Um, to me, if Enda Stevens is not fully fit and back to his absolute best, then it's 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 James McLean for me in that starting jersey. If you're picking your strongest team, but it would be brilliant to see Manning put proper proper pressure on him over the next while. And I think he's he, he's done that with with tonight's performance. All right, let's try one more. Connor Lynch has uh, requested to come in and can be our final caller of the night if he's actually there this time. Uh, Connor, don't know if you can hear us. Come on in, Connor. Now is your time. This is the big moment. You can be the Troy Parrot of well, the Republic of Ireland, League of Ireland Late Night Special. Are you... Are you oh, hey. a, lot of pre- a lot of pressure, Connor. A lot uh, of pressure. Can you How are you me? keeping? Can you? We can, loud and clear. Loud and clear. What do you got to say for yourself? Yes, hello. Are you there? No, Connor can't hear us. It's like it's like the first night we were on with Johnny Ward, Shane. <laughs> John, Connery, we keep hearing you saying hello. Can you hear us saying hello back to you? No. Oh yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry. I'm no, just... it's not happening. Hey, uh, uh, there you are, Connor. Come on, you have one minute. What have you got to say? All right. Um, well, I'm just thinking. Like, I think we we really need power uh, to, I suppose, excel more. I suppose. He's young, and with MK Dons, he's he's improving um, on the wing. But we're in bad need of a striker, really, because as you were saying earlier on, in a low block, we can't break down defenses, you know. And in our Nations League group, you know, I know we've got Ukraine, but Ukraine aren't as good as they used to be, so they're going to be low as well. 
Um, so we really need to find a striker who can just take the ball into his feet and either deliver it out wide so we can get to cross them quickly or turn and shoot as quick as possible because that's probably where we're lacking as much as possible because we have our goalkeepers, we have our centre-backs and I suppose then the big question for Kenny is does he go three in midfield and two up top or two in midfield and three, three up top? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised, Nathan. You surprised he didn't get more minutes over the two games? Well, he was... Interesting listening to him in his press conference last week where he first he was put up as a young player who may not be comfortable in that scenario. And all he spoke about was how his mindset has changed over the last six months, even through mid this season where he dropped out of the team and something seems to have clicked with him where he realizes if I don't commit to this fully, if I don't act properly on the pitch, off the pitch, it's going to pass me by and the boy wonder is not going to deliver. Uh, so I was surprised that he didn't didn't get a bit more of an opportunity. Uh, maybe Stephen Kenny was looking at Will Keane and thinking, you're somebody at 29 who can do a job right now against Scotland, against Ukraine, against Armenia in three, four months' time when I need you, and Troy Parrott's a player off the bench. But he made such a positive impression tonight yeah. that like, now you're looking at him and thinking, well, can he force his way into the 11? Maybe not, but he probably is first sub for the attacking players. The other thing that was missing tonight is... He made six changes. Jason Knight wasn't there, which meant that Callum Robinson isn't playing as the player furthest forward. And I do think for Ireland right now, particularly with Ida injured and maybe not having fully developed the way we want, that maybe Callum Robinson as the number nine is the right thing for Ireland now without Bennett and Knight. And Knight can drop deep and become part of a midfield three when he needs to. And that's the bet. Like Robinson's so comfortable with the ball at his feet. As you say, like he has a pass. He can play the link-up play. And that putting him in that lead attack role adds an awful lot more to Ireland than him playing off of Will Keane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the good thing with it, look, the good thing we've seen it over, you know, over the last two games and even prior to that, the good thing we have in uh, Bene and Robinson in the same team is that they can they can chop and change positions, you know. Connor, anyone else stand out for you or anyone that you'd be concerned about starting again in the June internationals? I think Knight has to start. I think Jason Knight's probably the best technical player that we have outside of, of Robinson. We just seem to be having a few issues with Connor's mic. Um, after these two games, Shane, then, so let's wrap up and talk of what we have learned from these two matches and the impact it'll have on whatever Nations League awaits in June. Uh, Jason Knight last time out in November, comes off the bench against Luxembourg, turns the game, gets the start on Saturday. Didn't he get his best game on Saturday, but comes on tonight and again makes a really good impression. If you're, as the coach, Shane, are you looking at Jason Knight then as an impact player or are you thinking, I want him on my team from the start? Yeah, because bear in mind you have exactly vice versa with Alan Brown. Um, mm. Alan Brown came off the bench the other night and, and, and did absolutely brilliant for his goal and then got his start tonight and unfortunately probably for him didn't didn't deliver so the, look there's a huge amount of players in the mix I mean I, I'd say you could you could pull you know a dozen Irish fans off the street and ask them to name their starting eleven and I wouldn't be at all surprised if you arrived with 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 with, with twelve different teams um, because there is and there's so so little I mean 
particular particularly over the halfway line um and probably the the third center half spot i think we all know duffy and, and, and egan are nailed on and i think james mclean and, and matt doherty are nailed on bazuna will come back in the goal josh cullen will start in the center of midfield with jeff hendrick but so it's, it's really just those those top three i suppose so it is but there's so many options for those top three i mean that 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 caller thinks that that kevin knight has to be nailed on i think callum robinson has to be nailed on there's definitely going to be people think that Agbene has to be nailed on um, and yet there's there's so many more options outside of that so look it's it's a good position to be in it is a really good position to be in and it's in a night it, it's fantastic Nathan to think that whichever three start the likelihood is you know maximum one of those might finish and that we've got horses for 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 courses here because I mean tries put his hand up in a big big way there he really really has good enough as a left wing back going forward and defensively to start, do you think we should be looking out for a better left wing back if if there's one developing? I I think I think I think the opportunity has been there for quite a while for somebody to come and try and take James's jersey, and uh, no, none of them have 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 been able to do it because he is what he is, and he has his strengths, and yes, he has his weaknesses. But I'll tell you what he is: he is he is consistently James McLean. Um, so he is, and and nobody has shown themselves to be better than that so far. Connor, we're going to have to leave it there uh, for this Republic of Ireland special on uh, League of Ireland Late Night. Twitter Spaces, we're with you every Friday night at 10 o'clock. Uh, Johnny, it, it, it's been tame enough tonight uh, in terms of the callers and uh, you know any criticism for a team that were scoreless against Lithuania at home in 95 minutes probably sums up, I think, where the Irish support is right now, which is there's a feeling that you know this is a young, growing group that they feel they can get behind and there's no real need for any sort of panic around anything at the moment. It was still, like, there was a great vibe in the ground tonight, and it was strange, because, like, Jerry Thorny's been saying there's too much booze of rugby games, but if you play games on a, what is it, a Tuesday night, people weren't really drinking, they were just watching the game, and, like, there was just a great vibe in the ground, but the late-night LOI, like, callers who were regularly used to our Friday night will have noticed... Uh, Jane Keegan calling Jason Knight Kevin Knight, and that is the spirit of this. <laughs> <Did> I? <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I did that in the ground the other night as well. I tried to sign Kevin Knight on about three or four occasions in the League of Ireland, Johnny. So I have him on the brain. You see the brother. Beautiful, John Caulfield, eh, Johnny? Hey, indeed, indeed. Yeah, big game against Cove Friday, and uh, big night tomorrow night. See if the Comers take over the club. All right, well, we'll bring you up to date on all of that on uh, League of Ireland Late Night this Friday night. Thanks to everyone who called in tonight. Uh, the Republic of Ireland got there. In the very end, Troy Parrott, a sensational winner in the 96th minute, the last kick of the game. If you missed any of tonight, uh, it'll all be up on a podcast tomorrow on all the OTB channels. And do come back and join us uh, this Friday night on for our regular League of Ireland Late Night. Shane, Johnny, good luck. We'll talk to you then.